Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bazaar. I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are back with the last episode of season three. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I know it's bittersweet because oh, like I was, it I was, is. Yeah, it's always sad, like, you know, the end of the season, but at the same time, yeah. it's just like our brains are tired, guys. Right. All good things come to an end. But like it's not com- it's not the end. Like, you know, we'll have more. But yes, like need a little break with Christmas coming up and then, mm-hmm. you know, like New Year's and stuff. Like just need a little break. <laughs> yes, with all the holidays coming up, whether you celebrate it's a whirlwind. Exactly. Whether you celebrate Yule or mm-hmm. um Hanukkah, which is actually going on right now, Christmas, yeah. Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Like we don't mm-hmm. we want you guys to just have like your full attention on your loved ones and the people that matter the most to you during that time. Absolutely. We do hope that you have a wonderful holiday and just like embrace all the joy and you know, togetherness that these holidays encompass, I like to think. So, yes, that's yes, great. It's, yes, it's such a wonderful time of the year, like, you know, just mm-hmm. for, just, just for like, just what you said, just being able mm-hmm. to just like be with the people that you care about and the people that you love and just like mm-hmm. indulging in traditions and just merriment is just awesome. Yes, exactly. And it's a great time to be a hermit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's my current mood. <laughs> I feel you. I feel. You. I just. I. I just didn't want to do anything like this week. It's yeah. been so awful. Like, I mean, I had to kind of mm-hmm. had to wait until the last. Not gonna say I had to wait till the last minute, but I, mm-hmm. I'm a type of person like I want to make the most out of my money. Yeah. Especially in this economy, so I kind of did oh, wait yeah. till the last minute to get some things for some people. Oh, and I like, understand. Yeah. Same here, honestly, because yeah. like you know, just like I have bills to pay and stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't know, Christmas is gonna be tight for me this year and everything. So I mean, you know, I was lucky to get a few people a few gifts like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not something that like last year where I get a little more because yeah like it's really tight times right now everything's so expensive it really is like it's so ridiculous like Mm -hmm. you know um I know we mentioned like a few episodes before like how Black Friday like a lot of people weren't out shopping and even Mm -hmm. now like you said a lot of people out at the last minute like I tell you I was driving today and people cutting you off people cutting in front of you yeah because these stores are having really great sales for this all last Mm -hmm. minute Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people prefer to wait till last minute so they can get things you know at bottom dollar but um Mm -hmm. I actually went um to the store to get my um cousin like a um she all she wanted was just a leisure suit so right um, they had like the top for ten dollars bottom for ten dollars and uh-huh. I went in there and the only sizes left were x small and I was no. like why did- <laughs> I know I was like why do you even have these out in front like I know some people were mm-hmm. x small but obviously mm-hmm. not because they were all still left there Right. So I, I, I was frustrated. I was like, I cannot believe so I ended up having to get a color yeah. that I didn't necessarily want to get her, but she, that's right. what she said she wanted. So Right. I gotcha. Yeah, I was trying to find scrubs the other day, and I, I just, like, I was lucky to find what I had because it just seemed like all the larges were taken. And I tried an extra large because normally that's what I wear, but these mm-hmm. scrubs swallowed me. So I had to go exchange them and try to dig through that. and find a large. So, yes, yes, I hate that. Like, you have stores that, you know, will throw your normal sizing off. Like, yeah. old, like old Navy is like that. They for all me. fit differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're all cut differently. And I was just like, good Lord in heaven. Like, I had to try them on. I was so, like, I didn't want to have to go through, like, go 
going back to the store just because I bought them and didn't want to try them on. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's, it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. But, it is. you know, now we're in crunch time, you know, um, yeah. most of the holidays were already in, um, Christmas mm-hmm. is coming up, you know, and yeah. we just spend the rest of the week just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I know we were going to talk about Yule, but I was listening to a podcast, a witchy podcast, Ooh. because, you know, I am interested in that. It's yeah. something that I've been exploring. Um, And they were saying that Yule actually begins right after Thanksgiving. Like, it's actually, I guess, a 12-day thing. Like, you know how there's, like, the 12 days of Christmas? Yeah. Well, it was in it, Yule, like, pretty much inspired the 12 days of Christmas because it was, like, 12 days of celebration. Yes. So, like, that was me. I was like, oh, man. Like, I said it started on the 21st, and that's what, like, when I was researching, well, when I you found. you research, that's all that you see. Yeah, you see, right. lie. I know. I'm like, well, my witchy friends told me a little different. And, you know, I, I kind of looked a little bit into it a little more. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, the Feast of Yule and everything lasted 12 days and stuff. So, like, yeah, I did find that during the research. I did find the uh-huh. things about the 12 days, which, guys, we're going to get into that in just a moment. But, yeah. Yeah. The whole, I just like- had to spout <laughs> that because, like, I was at work listening to this podcast. I was like, no way i said it started on the 21st sorry guys i mean according to the research that we found it it did that's what it says so like if you want to yes if you want to be a traditionalist like next year celebrate right after thanksgiving but if you're cool with it you can celebrate on the 21st you know i guess it just depends whatever works best for you Yeah, but it makes sense because you know how like people Mm -hmm. like you know you shouldn't start celebrating christmas until after thanksgiving that's probably where that comes from (laughs) i mean i'm one of the people i celebrate november 1st i don't care girl i used to work retail november 1st i mean i've seen those memes like with the whole like vietnam flashbacks and it's with mariah (laughs) carey in the background and that's because literally that's all you would hear all day you would just it was like its own form of torture right like we (laughs) like no no like no offense to Mariah Carey like I love Mariah Carey but yeah my mom and I are the same like when all I want for Christmas is you comes down we'll just like we'll turn it or like (laughs) it's just I mean it's not that I've never worked in retail it's just like it's overrated no offense Mariah Carey I just it's not my favorite Christmas song my favorite Christmas songs are like Bing Crosby like old school mm-hmm. yes it's like a song like i'm like a lot of them people write their own original christmas songs like the kelly clarkson oh, yeah. albums have been like amazing because i'm like people Absolutely. who write their own original stuff but yeah we yeah, her her album's been out for what like came out in 94 so that's what like yeah. 28 years like oh been out for almost 30 i think years. i had her christmas album too i had hillary duff's christmas album yes. as well <laughs> yes like we've been listening to this song for almost 30 years yes yes we have yes. and it's amazing because like you said like with Bing Crosby Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. and Nat King Cole mm-hmm. all of the albums have been out way longer but they've it's just stood like, the test of time it's just, I love it and it's just why it's just like it makes me want to cry I know I think just more I think the mar- the radio just like just radio and media just mm-hmm. like just grinds mm-hmm. that song into us and I think it's because yes. it's like the first song that kind of went vi- viral. Say viral but like um, well, that reached close, international huh? popularity. Um, the, yeah, that was an original song. It wasn't like a carol or anything like that. Yeah, right. Um, and it was a pop song at that. The only other one that kind of did uh-huh. that was George Michael with Last Christmas. Oh yeah. And I still love Last Christmas. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no yes. judgments there. 
All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. You guys know we have to kind of have our, like, little miscellaneous discussion. Yeah, pre and post discussion and excited about the holidays and stuff. So, yeah, excuse us. Well, you know what? If you listen to us, you already know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pre and post miscellaneous <laughs> musings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so this episode, guys, we're going to be talking talking about Yule, um, Krampus, and the Yule Cat um, as yes. we kind of went over these past few weeks. So, um, starting with the origins of Yule. So, um, the pagan holiday known as Yule takes place on the day of the winter solstice around December 21st in the Northern Hemisphere and June 21st in the Southern Hemisphere. We now know that to not be true because of what Sarah just told us. (laughs) (laughs) Right? 12 days, man, right after Thanksgiving. I was bummed, too. I was like, are you kidding me? I could have been celebrating. Right? It's just... Because I'm like, I was planning on celebrating on the 21st or, like, you know, maybe a couple days beforehand, but... Mm. (laughs) You still can. I mean, I would just go ahead and do it. Oh, I will. Trust me. I'm just like, I don't know. I want to know more about that, like, what they did in those 12 days. I'm curious, Kat. Yes. (laughs) So the European origins of Yule can be traced back to the Norse peoples who called the winter solstice holiday Jule. Mm-hmm. So the Norse viewed, I got a tongue twister, the Norse viewed Yule as, as a day of a lot of feasting and merrymaking. So they were really big on mm-hmm. food, which I cannot blame them. Uh, uh, yeah, food is life. Exactly, yes. <laughs> But not only feasting and being merry took place on this day. So according to the Icelandic sagas, the winter solstice of Yule was a time of sacrifice as well. Mm. So the Celts and the Brits also celebrated the midwinter holiday as well. Um, Although some of the tradition got lost to history, unfortunately, many still persist to this day. So according to the writings of Pliny the Elder, a Druid priest would sacrifice a white bull and gathered mistletoe in celebration of the Yule holiday. Mm-hmm. Get into a little history. I love history. <laughs> yes, me too. And I was just thinking about mistletoe because we had talked about it in the previous, you know how like you just try to draw parallels. That's what yes. my brain was doing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. With Saturnalia and their, mm-hmm. and their, mm-hmm. and their um, in their um <laughs> they're fornicating with the yes. mistletoe <laughs> yes i love making out of the mistletoe <laughs> indeed and how it became r-rated to pg or pg-13 well, exactly because you know like i remember we mentioned this a few mm-hmm. episodes like we, mm-hmm. earlier this season we talked about how like um how like society kind of got this thing about like being like anti like anti-sex before marriage all this stuff yeah like, legends just for that purpose i think we mentioned it in hooker yeah. i believe oh yeah yeah just like abstaining from sex i mean that's why the hookman legend was like supposedly invented like mm-hmm. to scare teenagers to not have sex because then some crazy like felon will come after you and try to kill you yes ah, get it on. <laughs> there's a crazed killer out in the loose got a hook for a hand and he's after them non-celibate <laughs> type <laughs> yes we're sorry we had that one laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for want to watch Hookman. I'm gonna right? like queue up Supernatural and watch it. <laughs> we, we never need an excuse to watch Supernatural, even though I need this. I never I do. Past episode Actually, I kind of want to watch the Christmas episode too. Like, I mm-hmm. low key have been like, 
wanting to save it. And I'm like, maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh, you should. You should. I will. I'll treat myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So before we get yes. to sidetrack, um, back to Yule. So, mm-hmm. so until the 16th century, the winter months were often a time of famine in Northern Europe. So for this reason, cattle was slaughtered during this time of year so they so that the people would not have well not the people, the cattle would not have to be fed, thus making fresh meat plentiful. I believe that we actually went over that last week. We did, serves. yeah. Okay. Like that's why they have like that big old feast because yes. they didn't have meat, you know, so they have a ton of like meat and stuff to like give <laughs> around and everything. Sorry, my brain went elsewhere. Okay. Oh, no, I went to Arby's. We got the meats. So you know. I was thinking of Dean when he said, I'm the meat man. <laughs> <laughs> my God, he just lives in my head. Right, I'm over here saying, thinking about Arby's. So we're fine. You're in good company. Yes. <laughs> so in pre Christian Scandinavia, the Feast of Yule lasted for 12 days, celebrating the rebirth of the sun and giving rise to the tradition of the Yule log. Yes, because as we had talked about um, with Yule, you know, like it's during the winter solstice, like mm-hmm. when it's like the longest night of the year. Um, so like you want to like bring in light because like it's to honor like you want the oak king because he gives you know so much life with spring and everything so like that's what you're trying to do you're almost like trying to draw in spring like you know you know the days will be shorter eventually I mean the nights will be shorter and the days will be longer eventually but Mm -hmm. it takes time and during that time it's very dark and cold so like you need that (laughs) Uh, yes most definitely and I did also do some additional research into the Yule log because I just uh-huh. always was fascinated and I I kind of knew oh, yeah. it as a dessert but I knew it had like some I know to it. that's how I knew it too and then yes. like I don't know you would hear just like about burning like Yule logs and stuff but like yeah like it's so good to know like what all that stood for the Yule log dessert looks so good yes I want one me too it's so chocolatey uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, for the Yule Log, um, the Yule Log was originally an entire tree that will be chosen and brought into homes with great celebration. So it's kind of like that tradition where you go out, the family goes out and picks out a Christmas tree. This was kind of similar to that. They picked out an actual um, tree. They will cut it down and bring it into the home. Mm-hmm. So on the largest end of the log would be placed in the fire hearth while the rest of the tree stuck out into the room. Interesting. I didn't know about that. Right? I'm just like, ooh. See, this is my first time kind of reading about the Yule Logs. I'm just fascinated all around in the circle. (laughs) Right. It's just like to picture that a tree just like sticking right out like in the middle of the room. Alrighty then. I'm like, how big was this room? (laughs) Yeah. My thoughts exactly. So the tree would be burned along with the remains of the log from the previous year, which had been carefully stored away and fed into the fire through the 12 days of Christmas. It was important for the reigniting of the Yule log to be done by clean hands. Which I can see that. That's kind of like in, in a Sacred. lot of different traditions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So the tradition of the Yule log varies by locale. Um, in Province, France, it is traditional for the whole family to cut down the log, and a little bit of the log is burnt each night of the 12 mm-hmm. nights of Christmas. Hmm. So if any log is left over after a 12th night, it is kept safe in the house until the following Christmas to protect the home from lightning. Hmm. That's interesting. 
That is. Yeah. And it says a similar practice was also done in the Netherlands. The only difference um, being that the log had been stored under a bed. Hmm. So I guess it had to be stored there for that same, I guess, belief. Right. That's interesting. So in other um, Eastern European countries, the log was cut down on Christmas Eve and lit later that evening. So it's Mm kind of like different traditions. There was even one. Yeah, varies. Yeah, yeah, it was even one in um, Cornwall, um, United Kingdom. Um, There, the Yule log is known as the mock, and it is dried out and debarked before being brought into the house to be burnt. Hmm. Um, So a common practice in the UK, um, coopers, or also known as barrel barrel makers, uh, would give their customers old logs that they could not use to make barrels so that the families could use those logs for Yule logs. And that's actually, I like that. Yeah, it's actually really cool because it, you know, it mm-hmm. causes not as many trees to have to get cut down. So right, it's recycling essentially. Exactly. Look at them. We see we can learn something. <laughs> right. Let's learn from the UK, guys, or I'll just go there. Just yes, <laughs> right. You wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um. all right. All right. Yes. Yeah, so the tradition of the Yule log spread all over Europe. Um, different woods are used by different countries. Um, England uses oak. Um, Scotland uses birch. And the French use cherry. Hmm. Another custom for the Yule log in France is to sprinkle the log with wine before it is burnt so that the log will smell nice once it is lit. Fancy. I know. It's like, ooh, wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So today, people have altered altered this tradition by adding chemicals to the log prior to burning to make the log burn Mm -hmm. different colors once it's lit. So like different chemicals, like I know table salt can change color too. Oh, yeah. Or like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could throw some cloves in there or something to make it smell good. You know what I'm saying? Like how Mm -hmm. like you can have cloves and oranges and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like different dried fruits and stuff. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so speaking of luminous colors, in Ireland, people have a large candle instead of a log that is lit only on New Year's and Twelfth Night. Oh, cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ashes of your logs were kept to use on the plants as the ashes were thought to be very good for plants and flowers. So that's really cool. I actually found that. that like, I forgot what it was. My, my I love how, like, me, but... Go ahead. they use... Um, just random thought. I love yeah. how they're using the ashes and stuff, and then like how there was recycling in the UK. Like that's like you know kind of exactly. green of them. Yes, and it's like, and it was like this is before like you know the whole thing green thing started happening. Like they were already right. doing that because they were very conscious about the earth back then. Yeah, like, so we can learn something. <laughs> I know that's how I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned um before the term yule log uh, may sound familiar as the popular christmases are, are pudding known as the yule log which is typically uh-huh. a chocolate sponge cake with chocolate icing and mm. um, all of that it looked like a giant swiss roll with icing on it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good it do i'm like where can i get one of those <laughs> yes you can probably get one from fresh market oh yeah mm-hmm. true I it's probably gonna one. be like twenty five, thirty dollars, but <laughs> I have to have someone share it with me. Like you know how they are. I swear, I went to get a yes. chocolate pie and it was like fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's good, but it is expensive. Yes. I know. So, um, we have been all brushed up on Saturnalia. We kind of covered it in two different episodes: the Saturnalia episode, and then kind of a little bit last week. Um, 
on the um, Pagan Roots episode. So we're going to get mm-hmm. into the welcome, the unwelcoming of the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so around 4,000 years ago, the ancient Egyptians took time to celebrate the daily rebirth of their sun god. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture of ancient Egypt spread throughout Mesopotamia and other civilizations kind of hopped onto the sun worshiping train. Why not? Right? So they found <laughs> this worshiping successful until the cooler months came around. And this introduced the cycle of birth, death, and rebirth, indicating mm-hmm. the return of the sun. Mm-hmm. So even though modern Christianity's traditions of Christmas can be traced back to pagan traditions, you know, as we discussed last week, mm-hmm. um, in some traditions of Wicca and paganism, the Yule holiday comes from the Celtic legend um, between the Oak King um, and the Holly King, as you were mentioning, Sarah. Mm-hmm. So according to this lore, the Oak King, representing, representing the light of the new year, tries every year to... Um, usurp the um holly king who represents darkness mm-hmm. so that's really cool i was like "Ooh!" i, was right? like, I, remember, I remember you telling me about it and i was researching it i was like oh i know mm-hmm. this <laughs> i know right i knew this <laughs> right i love it i i really mm-hmm. like i said like i'm always kind of new about like i've heard about yule just in passing it but and i yeah. knew kind of like general about it but not like mm-hmm. in depth and guys i know this is not as in depth as we can get because we can literally be mm-hmm. here for like three hours oh my um, god yeah like yeah. if we had the time and i don't know if we would do a really long episode i mean but yeah, yeah we're not gonna do that <laughs> yeah so it's kind of just like a brief overview of yes. yule um so yeah i know you said you were doing some research on the yule lads and the yule cat which i'm super excited to hear about Cool. All right, let's get into it. Maya, uh, Yule Cat's up on her tower, her little post right now, my black uh, cat. <laughs> Rowena. Yeah, she's docile right now. Which is rare for cats. I know. <laughs> it's not 3 a.m. yet. <laughs> it's not. Just wait for it a couple hours later. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is one of my favorite legends that you know I recently discovered you know just kind of like looking into paganism and just I guess getting into things that I've been interested in with history and this is a legend that has been told to Icelandic children and of course you know um, to the adults for decades as well Um, known as the Yule Cat or right so you guys know um, pronouncing things sometimes is hard for me, especially in a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other name for it, I believe, is um, Jolakatorin. Or I would say that's right. I think you did well. Okay. That's how I read it. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, for those of y'all who are familiar with Norse um, paganism and Icelandic languages, I do apologize. If you have a recommendation on how to pronounce that, I'd love to hear it. Um, but anyway, um, this is a legend that has said to have been originated during the Dark Ages, um, per- pretty much around 1000 to 1500 AD. But it is recorded um, in the 17th century. Okay. Yeah. Still the test um, of time. I know, it's been a while. Mm. <laughs> um, so I actually like found this website I had linked to you if you want to put a picture of this statue of the Yule Cat. Because um, it's 
a big deal, you know, in Iceland and everything. Um, so every year a Christmas cat statue, which a Christmas cat is another name for the Yule cat as well. I'll get mm -hmm. into that a little later. Um, is put on display in, I believe it's um, Lake Jartorg Square in, I believe it's Reykjavik. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. and <laughs> mm -hmm. That was a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Yule Cat, um, as far as like, you know, being well known, it appeared in an Icelandic poem called The Christmas Cat. By um, I think it's Johan uh, or Holtzlem. Mm -hmm. um, this poem paints the picture of a giant and dangerous cat that prowls the countryside and hunts people who aren't wearing new clothes, particularly new children during Christmas Eve. So, you know, like it's Christmas Eve and everyone's excited because, hey, like they're just waiting to see what they got the next day. They're like waiting for Santa Claus essentially or something. Well, sadly, some of those children may not even make it through the night because this cat mm -hmm. is like, I know this cat is like constantly on the prowl, especially like during Christmas Eve, just looking through people's like windows even to just see <laughs> like to snatch up those kids who don't have any like new clothes. That is um, horrible. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm laughing because it's horrible. I'm laughing because it's funny. It's so, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and this really tickled me too because it's just like you know when you were a kid you used to gripe about like getting clothing and stuff mm -hmm. well I mean how do you think they felt in Iceland like to this day they still like have the whole like you get a new piece of clothing to commemorate the Yule Cat you know it's a big yes. deal for them yes I know in some families actually some families actually get like a new outfit to wear like during Christmas and that, that may come yeah. from that Right. I was thinking about that too. It was all clicking in my head. I was like, you know, cause like for Christmas Eve, like sometimes like you would see families get like pajama set or just like, you know, mm -hmm. a sweater. It's something and new. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, I'm seeing another tradition rooted in paganism. Right. I know. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many renditions of this tale, but it's thought, um, that, you know, this is kind of the main inspiration what mm -hmm. um, inspired the legend of the Yule Cat. Um, so basically, medieval employers would give their employees new clothes and shoes for Christmas as a reward mm -hmm. for their hard work. Um, so, you know, this was supposed to encourage the workers to complete working on autumn wool, which was vital to be completed before Christmas. So, mm -hmm. you know, the process of making wool, like it's not easy and it takes some time. And, you know, for their reward, if they would work hard, you know, they would get shoes and clothing. So, like, that was your reward. Um, but those who were deemed lazy were not given these items, and they were prey for the Yule Cat. So, I mean, I believe that children were working. Like, it was child labor was okay back then. Mm -hmm. um, is kind of what I was gathering from looking into this. Um, and, you know, also like doing your chores too like um I feel like that had an inspiration as well like trying to make kids behave like if they did their chores they would get new clothes for a job well done yeah that makes sense yeah um but also you know I found it really I guess unfair 
that like, you know, there were poor families that like maybe weren't able to like afford anything for their kids. Yeah. Well, I read up that, you know, like mothers, even just from poor families will like do their best to like just gather something to knit for their kids, just desperate to make sure like that no children would go into the cat, which is an old Icelandic um, saying for so the cat doesn't eat my cat, my kid, my child. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Horrible. Because like, you know, they live with those traditions and stories and like, I was sitting here like sad. I'm like the poor families. Like, it's not just all the because they're lazy what if they just can't afford the fabric exactly like and their cat i mean the cat's eating their kids because of that it's sad it is it is like wow i know mm. right this <laughs> blew my mind it um, did. but i found this kind of neat you could avoid um the fate of being the prey to the old cat as well by giving someone new clothes um so if you were generous you know kind of mm-hmm. like how we've seen in a christmas tale like you're supposed to be generous like the old cat would you know of course see that and then it would be like okay well i'm not gonna eat you because you're like doing the right thing yeah it's yeah, so like you said it's kind of to like it's kind of like to influence goodwill um, yeah selflessness and all of that not yeah. just to encourage pr- productivity yeah so I, I can see it mm-hmm. yeah I mean it was to encourage children not to be lazy and to be productive even adults too because they did say that the yule cat could like break people's bones like it had you know like massive jaws and claws and oh stuff and yeah it could like you know swallow children whole and <laughs> Break the adults into pieces. <laughs> Isn't that just lovely? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild the stories that were like that were told back then. But you know, I have to yeah. like, keep people in line. So I mean, they're they mm-hmm. serve the purpose. Yes, and guys, like look up the art on the Yule Cat. I love it. It's just one of my favorite things to see. Just this giant like predatory cat just like lur- lurking around usually like a house or mm-hmm. scooping up children <laughs> right see my toxic trait i'd be like come here baby <laughs> right You'd be like hey you can't get me i gave my mom pajamas <laughs> i mean i bought them i haven't given them to her yet right <laughs> she don't listen to this yet so i mean she don't know what i got her i can say that <laughs> yes by the time she listens it'll be like <laughs> <laughs> right it'll be over yes um so pretty much another um take in this tale too you know it's obviously to keep children in line they're saying that the yule cat also went after mischievous children and pranksters um that they were tracked by the cat actually so like that kind of behavior you know obviously was frowned upon as well and (laughs) would make you suffer oh yeah so yeah i guess to wrap it up um i did say that it's just like a huge cat as predicted in the lore um said to be as tall as a house or the tallest buildings um has piercing glowing eyes sharp whiskers and claws and as black as the darkest night Oh, right. I know. It sounds so pretty. I know. That's so like, hey. <laughs> right. Come here. <laughs> as long as I'm wearing something new, you won't eat me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
also tied in with the Yule Cat because since I did, uh, as you guys realize, went down the rabbit hole with that one because it's one of my favorites. Um, so the Yule Cat is actually a pet of this witch named Gryla. Um, and let's see, she has a husband, which I'm going to have the hardest time pronouncing his name. <laughs> Hold on one second. I believe it is, uh, Lepa Luthi, um, is her latest husband. Apparently she had 72 husbands. So that lady, got around. <laughs> that's her pre, I mean, her current husband. Well, so. she- well, someone she has Liz Taylor beat. Right. Well, like, and there were different that just amused me. Like, I think she's there was one where like she ate her husband. There was one where like she I guess killed one of them. And then just I, I guess like because she was a very feisty lady. And it's funny, it's like a trope that you see, I guess, in Icelandic um tales that there's like this very boisterous woman, and then there's like this spineless, lazy male. Because that's what her husband was, many of them really, especially Lepaluthi. He's like, he, he'll he help her, I guess, but he rarely wants to, like, help her snatch up children. So, um, the earliest mention of Gryla was actually in the 13th century in Norse mythology, um, post-medieval times in Icelandic lore. Um, so she is a terrifying ogress or troll witch um, who mothered 13 Yule lads who are some pretty grotesque beings in themselves. Um, mm. So I know, right? This is fascinating. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm just so fascinated. I'm just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she is a powerful witch who is said to listen to the whispers of naughty children. And she collects that information throughout the year. Um, and every Christmas Eve, she leaves her lair, which is, um, a lava fortress, um, located in, I believe it's Dume Borjor. Um, mm-hmm. I probably said that wrong, um, with her Yule lads and her pet Yule cat to scoop up unruly children, put them in her sack and, um, in order for her to cook them and eat them. Oh, kind of like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, I think that's what inspired that a lot with the um, the Grim Tales. Because, um, oh man, this was pretty disturbing. But yeah, like, I think there was some... No, I did read this, that she would even come up to parents and be like, all right, give me, like, your evil children, your, like, mischievous children. Like, what did they do? Did they, um like, hit their brother? Okay, I'm going to take them. And, like, the parents would, like, fork them over, no fight whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? It is. And like how she she was like a cannibal. Like she ate children, like, but the most disturbing thing was she boiled them alive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's just say this was a definitely told to scare children. (laughs) Most definitely. Um, and I actually found out kind of like why a lot of well, it's kind of well, my reasoning behind it and from what I read, um, you know, in Iceland, it's pretty dangerous. The temperatures get really cold and, you know, like, 
these kind of tales were kind of told to like keep kids from wondering mm-hmm. and also to behave themselves, you know, but also because the winners could be very brutal and could be like life or death if they did yeah. like start wondering out of and get lost. So I found that really interesting. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And that's very logical. Mm-hmm. Um, alrighty. So Basically, I had already said the Yule Cat was their pet. Mm-hmm. Um, so her children, the Yule Lads, um, or Yule Men, were small, misshapen, gnome-like creatures with monstrous traits like a troll or an ogre. Interesting, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to get a picture of it. <laughs> I know, right? You can't help but picture it in your head. Yes. I mean, you should look up the pictures too, like especially Gryla. Oh man, I'm definitely gonna do that. Like, I'll, 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 guys, I'll include some of those on the Instagram as well for you guys to see. Absolutely, I saw like there was this festival and they had like I don't know if it was like statues or something of Gryla and I think um, two of the Yule lads. It was really neat. Um, but yeah, it's a big deal in Iceland and Scandinavia. Um, so pretty much from each December or each December from the 11th to the 24th, um, the Yule lads come down from their lair. You know, they live in the same place with their mom and their pop, um, to antagonize and terrorize children. So, you know, (laughs) that's good times. 13 days of terror and pranks. Um, so 13 (laughs) days. So like, do you, mm-hmm. do you, um, like, I wonder, like, since there's 13 if it Yule ties lads, in with Yule, yeah, if right. it's 13 Yule lads, mm-hmm. um, do, like, each one have their own day where they can wreak terror, or do they all just kind of simultaneously Actually, it's interesting that you say that. Um, I would love to talk more about each of them, but if anybody wants to research it, um, each of the Yule lads had their own personality and quirks. Um, some were you know, mischievous and some were murderous. Um, there was one uh, that was kind of like a peeping Tom. I think his name was like, I can't remember, but he liked to look into your window to see what he could steal. Uh, uh (laughs) Yeah. And then some were just cannibalistic, just like Gryla herself. So you could lose them or end up dead. I know, right? I'll take the the breaking and entering into peeping Tom. I know, right? I'll take that over dying. (laughs) But then again, it's unpredictable. You don't know what you'll get. Exactly. Life is like a box of chocolates. Right? (laughs) When it comes to the old lads, it is. Because you just don't know. I wonder... I'm gonna have to look into like the Yule log thing if like with the 12 days if that was like to keep them at bay or something or Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm just like piecing it all in my head a little bit okay anyway let me before I go off on a tangent and lose what I was saying um so you know with this being such a grotesque tale eventually Iceland prohibited the telling of Gryla and the lads in 1746 you know they didn't want to start traumatizing kids they were trying to go forward into the 18th century (laughs) (laughs) I mean rightfully so some kids probably traumatized right (laughs) right yeah they didn't really have therapy back then they really did it. They just pretty much anyone who like was abnormal, they just threw them like a cast them aside or threw them in some dark black hole somewhere instead of mm-hmm. actually treating them like humans. But right. I don't really get triggered by that. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so easy to. Um, yes. Um, so, you know, instead of um, the lads being, you know, like murderous and just downright like mischievous to the extreme, um, basically after 1746, they started um, giving a lighter version to the lads, you know, kind of making them like Santa Claus or elves um, by leaving goodies for the good children and rotten veggies or coal for the naughty oh, ones. That okay, was rotten like Rotten veggies smells so horrible. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, you said coal too, so that, make, that also mm-hmm. ties into the whole um santa saint nicholas well santa claus lore that we have today yeah it's actually funny you mentioned that because now the lads are pictured like santa where they're wearing red and white and have beards unless you go like you know i guess somewhere old school that like i had seen in the picture have like um, the original Yule Lads um, with Gryla, which mm-hmm. actually, it's I found this interesting. They didn't change Gryla's appearance. Like, she's still the whole haggard witch, or she looks like a wraith in some. Like, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, I guess, in some places, in some aspects, they have, like, changed the Yule Lads to be more, like, elfish or more like Santa instead of the whole, like, grotesque ogre offspring of Gryla and her 72nd husband. I mean, 70, <laughs> yeah, 72nd husband. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely kind of looking into that. That's just, that's really, that's really cool. Right? I found it really cool. Yes, yes. and as another creature that's, that's really yes. coming to mainstream popularity, the yes. one we've all been waiting for. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. I love this movie. Krampus. I'll watch it. Mm, I'm gonna watch Krampus tonight. Right? We have to. It's yes. only right. <laughs> yes. So Krampus is a half goat, half demon creature of Central European folklore um, mm. that is believed to punish children during Christmas time who have misbehaved. So, um, Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany due to the etymology of the name, um, with, with, with Krampen meaning claw in German. Um, however, there's kind of been a little bit of a dispute about it, um, as in Krampen means dead or rotten. So, Krampus can have derived from either word. Yeah, I was actually just kind of, you know, since I was looking into Yule stuff, Krampus was like on the same page, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that, yeah, like he could be, you know, standing for something dead or, you know, something with claws. So, yeah, like you mentioning that, that just like totally peaked in my head. Yeah. It's so, um, let's see. So um, the celebrating of Krampus is believed to date back to the 6th or 7th century CE. However, there are no written records that predate the 16th century. So that's one of my favorite things about like a lot of the pagan traditions and lore uh-huh. that they really stand the test of time. Like even without written record, it's gotten to where it is now just right. well, until the 16th century just by word of mouth. Right. Exactly. That says mm-hmm. a lot. It does. Um, so Krampus is known as the devilish companion to St. Nicholas, um, a.k.a. St. Nick. Um, St. Nicholas rewards good children with gifts, and Krampus punishes bad children with birch rods. <laughs> Getting birch rod beating. <laughs> Seasons beatings. 
Right. And like, okay, I know. Does he also like scoop you up and put you in a sack too? I've seen like pictures of that. Yeah. So like, yes. Yeah. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Okay. There are variations, okay. I think, based on because like, right. like I was just saying how it was kind of like spread by word of mouth. So I think that's yeah. how some variations differ with Krampus. Gotcha. Yeah, so with Krampus, he can be linked to pagan rituals um, centered around the winter solstice. So according to the lore, Krampus is the son of the Norse god of the underworld, um, Hell. Mm-hmm. As Christianity began to spread, much like um, other pagan traditions, Krampus began to be associated with Christmas, much to the um, chagrin of the Catholic Church. So of course, the Catholic Church didn't want some devil-like creature being associated right. with Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. Why not? I mean... (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Me and my sarcasm. Hello, darkness. (laughs) (laughs) My old friend. (laughs) So, according to legend, um, St. Nicholas and Krampus would arrive on December 5th, um, known as Krampus Night or Krampus Noct. Mm-hmm. Um, in the most variations of the lore, St. Nicholas rewards good children with humble gifts such as oranges, walnuts, dried fruits, and chocolate, while Krampus beats bad children <laughs> with birch branches or sticks. <laughs> Sarah. I'm sorry. I mean, he did. Like I said, season I'm feeding. terrible, y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I swear I was this close to like, naming the episode season feedings, but I didn't. Oh um, my God. <laughs> Right, because whether it's the Yule Cat or Krampus, somebody's getting got somewhere. Seriously, <laughs> so yeah. So with the Krampus lore and some variations, Krampus is said to throw the bad children in his sack and later eats them or takes them to hell. Um, Jeez, they, right? It's really extreme. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense if you're going by the whole lore if, with him being the son of the Norse god of the underworld. So right, yeah. I'm like, Father, I bought you a gift. <laughs> Are you pleased? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So come December 6th, when the children awake, um, they are delighted. The good children are delighted to find gifts. Um, or the bad children, they have to nurse their wounds received from Krampus. And some of the really bads are probably barbecue. Right? Down there with Gwyla and her yoke. <laughs> Yep, it's a feat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the lore of Krampus has influenced traditions such as um, Krampus Loft or the Krampus Run. Um, so during this festivity, adults would run. Um, adults will often indulge in alcohol and dress as Krampus while parading up and down the streets, chasing and scaring spectators. I've actually seen that pictures fun. of that. Right? Let me do that. <laughs> yeah, my friend, like, she was actually, um, she's actually making a transition to move to um, Chicago, and she actually was at oh. one of these Christmas markets, and she actually saw Krampus masks. Nice. And I was like, oh my goodness, it was like a oh, big, whoa, whoa. huge one. Oh, I bet that thing was cool. Yes, I think, I think, I I don't know if I asked her how much it was. I can't Mm -hmm. remember. I think it probably was, it probably expensive because so many things that like the small ornaments were like $45. I'm sure the mask was probably like $150. Was it like hand carved or like? Yeah, everything was handmade there. Oh, yeah. It was was definitely pretty funny. Exactly. It was actually, they probably were made probably in Germany or Austria too. Oh, wow. That's super cool though. Yes. 
I was like, man. <laughs> right? I want one. Right. So um, the tradition of the um, Krampus Rhine um, gained popularity, especially in Austria and Germany, during the late 20th century. Um, of course, amid efforts to keep the lore of Krampus more culturally intact. So some people don't particularly like the whole Krampus Rhine. They kind of want to keep the tradition and culture there instead of making it like a night of debauchery and mischievousness. Right. So since ever since the um, Krampus has become a thing, um, the lore of Krampus has gained popularity on an international scale and has gone to influence many works of pop culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Even today, Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards known as um, Krampus Carton. Oh. Yeah, so Krampus is actually like, you know, aside from, of course, the movie, um, yeah. I've seen it in some TV shows, such as like this one episode of American Dad. The episode was actually called Mr. Krampus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's coming back to me now. Yes. yes. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was really cool. I re- actually recently watched that episode. Oh, like, nice. one, of favorite, one of my favorite traditions is that I like go on like, all my favorite shows now and watch all the Christmas episodes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. yes. So I did that with American Dad recently, and when I saw the Krampus episode, I was like, ah! <laughs> it's kismet. It is. It really was. I loved it. I need to find the Yule Cat in something. I'm pretty sure it may be in something. I could have sworn I've seen right. the Yule Cat in something before. I don't know if it was actually right. called the Yule Cat, but it's definitely been, it's actually influenced something. I just can't remember. Right. That's what I feel like. I mean, I've seen the art, and I've seen on YouTube where, mm-hmm. like, they've posted the poem. Oh, yeah, like that link I gave you, mm-hmm. a poem is included in it, and it's by that guy, I think it was Johan I had said. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. You should totally read it, and you guys, like, you know, I'm sure she could post it later oh, yeah. or something it's really cool like I, I know you guys will like it as well definitely definitely I'll post it on the um I'll mm-hmm. post it on our own website beyondthebazaar.com mm-hmm. for you guys to mm-hmm. go and read that poem I'll post it up there for you guys to read yes all right so for the appearance of Krampus um the appearance does vary um depending on versions of the lore mm-hmm. but each retelling shares some key characteristics um such as Krampus being hairy with black or brown hair um, cloven hooves and horns similar to goat horns. Um, he has a long, long pointed tongue and fangs. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so Krampus is said to carry chains adorned in bells, um, representing the binding of the devil by the Christian church. So, of course, there. The only thing I could right. think of was Hell's Bells, but he's. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I was like, why am I like this? (laughs) So that we can joke about it on a podcast. Exactly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so honing back on the pagan origins, um, Krampus carries a root, which is a bundle of birch branches. Um, Mm -hmm. In some variations, Krampus toasts a sack that he throws um, children in to let it consume, transport to hell, or drown. So he also drowns children, apparently. Right, these ain't playing no games. <laughs> no, they ain't, man. I mean, I mean, winner's choice. Yes, I mean, I guess like these kids are, must have been really well behaved because they you must know, between Gryla, the Yule be- Cat, and Krampus. Like, what is y'all kids doing Iceland and Germany and stuff? Like, right? I won't, there's no record. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, they just y'all like start it. a war or something. Like. Right? <laughs> yes. So in other regions, um, the lore of Krampus is also recognized. Um, in <laughs> Syria, um, the root is represented. Um, the root is presented to Krampus by families. Mm. The root twigs are painted gold and displayed year-round as a reminder to kids to behave and not to forget Krampus. Right? Are you going to get the switch? Right? Or get thrown in the sack and drown? Or take it down? <laughs> get barbecued in hell? Yeah, fed the gravel. <laughs> this is true. Just yes. become her soup, man. Right? Um, in Austrian centers such as Salzburg, um, the Krampus lore is more toned down, with the pictures of Krampus being more humorous as to not frighten tourists. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Kind of like how um, Gryla and her um, Yulads were kind of toned down. You know, yeah. To not trauma- no longer traumatize kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in parts of Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist with chains adorning his neck, ankles, and wrists. So according to the Croatian lore of Krampus, St. Nicholas gives good children a golden branch to represent their good deeds during the year, while Krampus gives misbehaved children a silver branch as well as taking all the gifts St. Nicholas has left for them. Oh, Wow. Oh, you know, now that you mentioned um, about taking the gifts, I forgot to mention about the Yule Cat. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, in a less macabre version, Mm -hmm. um, it just made me think that the cat actually would just eat all your food or, you know, (laughs) take all the (laughs) gifts. That just reminded me, instead of, like, you know, in some versions besides, like, the kids getting eaten, like, Mm -hmm. there was another version where you're just left with no food and no gifts. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that is better. That is way better than yeah, you know, the alternative. Being swallowed whole by a giant cat. <laughs> yes, yeah, being boiled alive. Right. Being just cat chow, like just obliterated to bits if you're an adult. Yes. yes. And speaking of cannibalism, I was actually having a conversation <laughs> with my um, mom recently. And I was like, we would just talk about like um, predictive programming. I don't know if you're aware of what that is. Um, is it, it's like when your brain is kind of like trained on something, isn't it? Like, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, when a concept is introduced repeatedly, when it starts, when, like, when it, like, when it explodes. Like the media sometimes. Exactly. You don't freak out. And that's the mom. I was like, I think we have like a thing of cannibalism on the way. I said, because you guys, all this stuff, like, um, you have like the movie Bones and all that came out on Thanksgiving. I said, this is around cannibalism. Um, oh, we have all these serial killers. I didn't know about that. Dang. Yeah, yeah. The movie Bones and All is about cannibalism. And you have all these serial killers like Jeffrey Dahmer. Everyone's obsessed yeah. with him, which he was a yeah. known cannibal. Um, you have this this actual um, plant plate. Um, this not plant place. This actual burger um, manufacturer that actually made patties that taste like human flesh. Oh, um, I did see that. That was like a true crime thing that Bailey Sarian had covered, and yes. like he, he claimed, like he had his own little like roadside stand. He said that his burgers were made from like humans, but like no one could prove it. But mm-hmm. like 
you know he was oh no crazy. well yeah yeah so yeah so that may be but then this is actually being sold i think in stores so i heard it on the radio oh snap yeah what? And yes and i'm like okay so that's another predictive programming oh then, god right and then they were talking about like how to make rib how they, how like a lot of serial killers who were cannibals ate the McRib because it stated they it's rumored that the McRib mcdonald's don't see me this is all alleged uh, that, that the that the McRib <laughs> is actually made of <laughs> Oh, dude, don't say that. I've had a McRib and I'm like, God, no. I mean, is that what they call it? Oh, my God. Okay. I will say that I grew to not like it eventually. So, like, maybe yes. when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I liked the McRib. Yeah, like, but the thing is, the thing is, I say you gotta look at systemic. I'm, I'm saying, I guys want to go down a conspiracy rabbit hole for a minute, but you look at with the McRib. If the, if, if the McRib is human meat, then it's only introduced ever so often. Um, so oh, that pretty much will build your craving for it. <laughs> and build your craving for it so yeah i was like this is predictive programming so when people start getting out here eating people it's going to be like you know people are going to freak out yeah but they won't go into like mass hysteria because it's going to be programmed i'm gonna have to make a dang fortress like i already <laughs> get anxiety going out somebody can try to be like you know cannibal gonna hunt me good lord it's gonna be like most dangerous game around here or like benders when i freak the heck out with those like the hills have eyes, Texas chainsaw, sexual, mm-hmm. like trying to hunt humans. Didn't know Sam and Dean were going to make it out the first time I watched it. And then <laughs> rewatch it. And I was like, they're going to be fine. But this still gives me the creeps. Those kind of moves, those kind of like tropes give me the creep. Yes. Yes. Cancel. I know. I know. When I was watching, like, I'm still watching. I'm not going to say when I was watching. I'm still watching Supernatural. But like, when I was watching some of like, the earlier seasons, I think it was time for when I, if I remember correctly, my friend that she's watched it, she was telling me, she was like, during these moments, that's when they thought the show was going to end, but yeah. it, they kept getting renewed. So that's why yeah. some seasons, it seems I like know. it was fi- final. Like, the first season, they weren't sure if they would make it. Then they get another season and like, I don't, yeah, Jensen and Jared were just talking about how they were just like in awe that mm. like, they just didn't think they would last that long. And like Misha yes. too. He he was just supposed to be a guest star. I and- know, poor Mimi, because because like he, I think he was like saying he caused like damage to his vocal cords because he was only supposed to be on there yeah. temporarily, so he didn't want he yeah. wasn't supposed to do that voice I that know. long. Just that voice, and he got stuck with it. Yes, I love that voice though. Okay. <laughs> Yes, it is real. Like you know, like how like I don't know if like um actually because like guys I'm uh, it shouldn't come to any surprise since I run this type of podcast that I'm also like <laughs> into like conspiracy theories and stuff. I'm not gonna say I believe all of them, but I right. But them. Some of them, like I mean, this one I'm just sitting here like, oh my god, I don't ever want to see a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, oh my goodness, and. <laughs> Like, another one was, like, the whole, like, 9-11. Like, you know, a lot of video games, TV shows, movies, like, there were always attacks centered on the World Trade Center. So when it actually happened, yes, people freaked out, but it was already well-established in our brain from just seeing it passively in media that we were able to wrap our heads around it really quickly. 
yeah um so it kind of just like starts it's like predictive programming they start putting things out there so when it starts happening i'm not gonna say that everyone's gonna become a cannibal like i'm not gonna it's not gonna be like that but i'm just saying like you know they're (laughs) they're putting it out there so if it does start happening they're trying to pretty much trying to normalize it right with the whole balenciaga scandal you've seen the movie fresh right yeah that was another one Dude, that, that one was creepy. Like, yes. because there was a black market for eating people. Yes, and not only were they sending their flesh, they were sending their panties too. I'm like, bro, this guy's a cannibal. Right? This is a homicidal maniac. No, right? you're not dating. <laughs> And she was so dumb. I don't want to give it away for yeah. anyone who watched it, but she was so everything right. like guys, everything uh-huh. you're not supposed red to do. Flags. She did. There were so many red flags. Okay, yes. it's about to stand, but come on, girl. Yes, like everything you were not supposed to do, you did. But you know what? It's funny that we say this because if it was Jensen Ackles, would it be Oh girl, I'm gone. I'm getting my flesh cut up. <laughs> <laughs> saying i just thought about that i was like if it was jensen agle <laughs> i'd be screwed i'd just be in this warehouse <laughs> missing parts of my body <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> but like it was just she had a really good friend i would just say she had a really good best friend yes she did oh my gosh that's because safer. And, and, my, and her friend was also kind of like on that conspiracy stuff a little bit too that's what said it pays to have a conspiracy yeah. theorist in your corner because we think outside the box wasn't that on Get Out as well? I haven't seen that movie in a while. Yes. But like my sister, when she watched that movie, she's like, the best friend is you. Mind. Like Yes. She was like, Brenda, the best friend is you. I'm like, no, he's not. I saw like, oh my gosh, she is. But like she had a very really good, really good friend that thought outside the box. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's the only thing that saved him at the end. Absolutely. The only thing that kind of was like unsolved was the whole teacup thing. That boy's not gonna be able to go into any restaurants. He's gonna hit the floor. Right, shoot! I felt the same way about Stepford Wives. Yes, yes. Be freaking that got me when I was younger. I'm not gonna lie; it kind of creeped me out. The ending, I just I couldn't. Yes, yeah. We're gonna, just because you guys have never seen these movies, we're not gonna talk about like too much about it. But yes, yeah. But yeah, it's just like you know, it's just like it's just there. But yeah, Fresh is definitely another one. Like you know, just this just this year alone, like all this like stuff that centers around. Um, I mean, she yeah. even like artificial intelligence kind of creeps me out. Like you know, the whole that movie artificial intelligence creeped me you out. Yeah, Haley Joel Osment and Jude and Jude M. Law. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah. I actually like that movie. We didn't really get to me that bad. Oh, I don't know. I guess the robot just like Yeah. It's kind of the uncanny valley type of thing. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of why I don't like the Polar Express. Oh. (laughs) I love Polar Express. I know, but like they've said with the Uncanny Valley, like some people don't like that movie because just the expressions. Like the train conductor who's played by Tom Hanks, he looks fine, but the kids are creepy. Yes, it's kind of like you know that movie. The movie we saw the previews for. Uh, what's it called? Megan. That doll. Oh, yeah. Creep me out. That's what I was literally thinking of with the artificial intelligence. Also, yes. um. Was it Child's Play? They did that. They did a remake on Chucky, which oh, they yeah. I saw that. Yeah, something different, you know. Mm. Well, uh, um, Audrey Aubrey Plaza, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I liked it. Though. I mean, I thought it was a nice take, but I just I prefer um, Brad Dorf Chucky. 
Yeah, just give me the old school voodoo crazy Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but um speaking of there was actually this show, this actually this um you know I was telling you about um the, those Hulu movies that are centered around holidays. Oh yeah. Yeah, so they actually have um they actually have three that centered on Christmas. Uh-huh. Um one there's there's one that's had it's called Puka. Um another one that's called Puka Lives, I believe. It actually has Felicia Day in it. Oh. Um, and then the one is called like I forgot, but it's like centered on like these like boss that invites his employees, two top employees to his house. And he pretty much puts them through this whole into like mentally like mentally like um traumatizing evening as to who's gonna pretty much become the owner of the company. Oh wow. It was like really sadistic. Oh, have you seen that movie Cadaver? Um, I've been wanting to see it. It's like about um almost like dinner theater in a way. Like they're just in like I've seen the preview and it's been on my like watch list, and that's what that kind of reminds me of. Like they're in there for entertainment, but like they end up kind of being the entertainment with being murdered and stuff. Oh, I have it. Is it on Hulu? I believe so, yes. Oh, I'm just gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I watched all these, like it was I think it's called Into the Dark. Uh-huh. And they were kind of like it's like a like a TV show, but each episode's movies, you should watch them. Like I watched almost all of them and they were all really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will keep that in mind. Yeah, but I, I, I low key, I'm not gonna say I low key want them to make a sequel to Fresh. I don't know how they would do it, but like I wanna I know. know more about that group at the end. This is yeah, it's really fascinating. I hate to say that because, like, you know, like what we were talking about, because it's like, oh, you know, just getting used to cannibalism, but exactly, just though, like, you know, you can't help but be like, what the hell is going through their head that it's like, hey, I'll just eat another human. I mean, you've seen it through history too, where it's like, hey, like, it's me or them. Like, I'm hungry and I'm cold. I'm gonna like kill this person so I can survive through the winter exactly exactly it's just like and it's just like it's so cringy like i remember when i watched um scary stories to tell in the dark oh god yeah and he the toe was in the stew oh! he bit that toe i cringed sorry y'all i just like i know i was right in the speaker when i just reacted to that but oh that part oh my god like, sorry the toe like i was like i used to have such a, like a queasy stomach like when the wrong term movies came out Where's my toe? Like, I dead. And I was just like picturing the toenail and everything. <laughs> it was so disgusting. Oh, God. Yeah. And then, like, speaking of cannibals, there's also the wrong turn movies, too, where they ate people. I have not seen those. I don't have, I don't think I have the stomach for it. Now, I will tell you, I almost, almost threw up when I was younger when I watched because this is one scene where her intestines, like, falls out and almost got sick. Like, I had to actually, like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I was like probably in middle school when it happened. I felt like I was, I think I actually did get nauseous. I had to stay home from school the next day. Right. I hear you again. I'm surprised I made it through Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, Lord. Yeah, which one? The f- really first one? The first one? I believe it was. Yeah. Well, I, it was not the first, first one. The I one like with Jessica Biel? Um, I'm, I'm thinking the one, I think, in the 1980s. Okay. The, the very first one. Okay. <laughs> seen the remake with jessica beale i've seen them all i just didn't know which one that you were referring to i just saw the new one too on netflix so i guess i've seen three of them but i haven't every single one of them i was so mad at netflix's rendition because it was like 
yeah, it was overkill. Like everyone yeah. knows Leatherface does not kill that way. He kills based on command. He doesn't just go around killing everybody. Right. Um he was just was walking around that's just that that's it was pretty much gore just to be gore. Michael or whatever, he you know, has a you know, a difference to him and not just like killing whoever. Exactly. Like I'm like, no, he just doesn't walk around me doing that. So it was just like it just didn't live up to his to his um pattern, I should say. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess this episode did go left. Um <laughs> Indeed, as always. <laughs> Yes. So mm-hmm. before we close up this episode, our final episode, um, Sarah, is there any like special like holiday traditions, or do you have like any favorite holiday traditions since we've been talking about traditions for the past couple of weeks? Um, I don't know. Just like getting together with my family, I guess when we have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love just being cozy in a nice warm place too. I guess I attribute that to winter and. Yeah. Uh, I want to do like a summer pot because I've heard about doing that for Yule where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you get orange peels and cloves and just. My grandma it. does that. Yeah, I want to put it on my stove and make my apartment smell like it. You totally should. You totally should. Um, yeah, my favorite um, tradition is kind of just like one of my favorites that we're actually going to start doing this week is riding around <laughs> looking at Christmas lights and playing board games. Yeah. I'm very domestic. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, you know, I watch some Christmas movies too. And like, normally I decorate and put a tree up, but I just haven't really taken the time to this year. I yeah. mean, Christmas has kind of been in my heart a little bit. And so is Yule. Um, maybe I'll get around to decorating like when I have some time on Christmas Eve or like maybe tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah, well, but you, I don't have money for a tree you know yeah just, just do whatever your heart desires yeah that's what I was saying it's like yeah it's just me and Ro oh Ro Ro <laughs> yeah but like you know just do whatever your heart desires like you know whatever you want for it to be whatever makes the holiday special to you whatever you celebrate just do whatever makes you happy especially in this you know in this time you know yeah and that's, I mean, not- that's for all of you guys. Like, you know, just do whatever makes you happy. Like, it doesn't have to be super extravagant. It just can be, like Sarah said, watching Christmas movies, drinking eggnog, eating cookies. Like, you know, just being to yourself or being around people. Mm-hmm. And just whatever makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Christmas is more than just materialistic items. Unfortunately, it does feel like it's become very materialistic. Commercialized, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, because, like, with me, like, I was actually saying, and actually, um, this woman has said it on TV, she's, like, especially with children, and I just contribute this with anybody, attribute this with anybody, really. Yeah. Um, It's, like, you remember the things you got, but you, also, you absolutely remember the memories and the pe- time that you spent. And the reason behind what you get. Like, if somebody yes. gets something handmade or something that, like, will last a little longer... Mm-hmm. It just kind of, like, makes an impression on you as opposed to just, like, you know, something that you don't need or just, you know, like, yeah, it does. It makes a difference when it's behind it. It does. It does. And, like, you just, the memories is more so what I crave because, like, you can get, like, a new pair of pants or a new coat for Christmas. But, like, years from now when that coat's long gone. You know, right. you'll still have those memories with people who may not even be in your life anymore, may not be on earth anymore, you know, and it's just like you just want to take take time to make those memories. Like I found that like, even if we don't have anything, as long as like, people 
around you, not even necessarily family, because as one great man once said, family does not end with blood. It does not. Uh, I love that saying. I said I need that on a shirt. That's one thing I took from that show. Girl, I bet it is on a shirt. Check Amazon. They have so many like things. Like yes, because I quoted that to my grandmother. She's like, you know, Brenda, I love that. I said I do too. I want the from Castiel. I gripped you tight and raised you from perdition. <laughs> I know. I, they have so many. So I just sounded like Bobby. <laughs> I'm the one who do tight and raised you from perdition. You did sound like Bobby there first. <laughs> I raised you up from perdition, boy. It's a supernatural Christmas, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's just, but I showed my um, grandmother that um, angel wing necklace. Yeah. And she loved it. She thought it was really beautiful. I want that Castiel tree topper, even though I don't have a tree. Is that silly? No, because you can always get a tree. Like my grandmother, she keeps her tree up sometimes all the way through Valentine's Day. She put hearts on it. Right. I'm like so tempted when payday comes, be like, should I blow that $14 on this? Yes. Definitely. You know, it might even be more yeah. discounted then. Right. My coworker was like, you could get a tree on clearance after Christmas. I'm like, this is true. I could. Yeah. Like I literally did that last year, sir. Like, cause we needed a new tree because we have like we used to have we have like a twelve foot tree, but of course, like our apartment, wow. we don't have the ceiling space for it anymore. Right. So we had to get a smaller tree. Otherwise, it'd be like a Griswold, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, a little full, a lot of sap. <laughs> oh, would be funny. Yes, yeah, so we actually had to get a smaller one. So I actually got like a two hundred something dollar tree for like seventy bucks um, after Christmas. Nice. See, yeah, that's what I want to do because mm-hmm. I just. During Christmas, it's so expensive to get a tree. So I'm going to try this year to see if I can find one that's discounted. Yes. And unfortunately, I can't do real trees because my allergies. I'm afraid I might get it and my allergies might flare up and I can't use it. So I can't get one because of Roe. I mean, you know. The pine needles are toxic to her. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, cats are so crazy with trees. I saw these Facebook videos of these cats. (laughs) Uh Oh, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. I just I saw this one where it leapt on the tree and it knocked it over. <laughs> yes, I'm like, I'm like, I'm so glad. Like, I guess whoever had Pixie prior to me kind of trained her. She never did that. Um, but when I had one, I mean, she didn't knock it over, but she climbed that sucker and she was just weaving in and out of it. But she, she wasn't <laughs> reckless though. So that's cute. Though. I mean, it's cute to watch until all comes falling down. <laughs> Yeah, like, I think I saw the video. <laughs> yes, I actually fell on top of our tree like years ago when I was like in middle school. I actually turned around and fell on our tree. I just flatlined the whole thing. Oh, oh my God. Because <laughs> there were like horses running down the street. So I, I got so excited. I turned around and fell right on top of the tree. <laughs> right. Oh my, God. I was like, oh my goodness. And that's when they had like the cheat bulbs too, the kind of the shattered ones that would shatter. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, so you got like some glass in you too. That sucks. Yes. I was just like, oh my God. Luckily, I didn't get cut. It was just like everywhere. Yes. But yes. Oh my God. I was like, I'm, and my mom was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a mistake. Glass bulbs, man. I was afraid of those too. Like, I remember when like they would burst, I'd freak out. I'd be like, oh my God. Yes. And the glass goes so far. Yeah. Yeah. They only last so far. 
Yes. All right, guys. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go ahead, guys. Let's go. We kind of took a trip down memory lane there, but yeah, we just you know, I guess, are reluctant to leave. But yeah, it's we been- are. I am reluctant. Like I'm like, do I really want to end? But guys, we we I I think. Yes. Yeah. Sarah and I kind of mutually agreed that you know this will be our um last episode of the season, but we do plan to come back a lot earlier than we did this year. Yes. Um hopefully around next around like next summer of course we'll be there we'll be um we'll be back um at it with you guys for a whole new season and uh, mm-hmm. we are still working out the logistics for a valentine's day episode just because you know we just we want to do it <laughs> it gets you through until you know we start getting things like we start researching and start mm-hmm with topics for summer which we should totally talk about midsummer now that i'm like getting ideas I oh love yeah it. definitely we'll, we'll we'll start listing ideas ahead of time guys and we'll be having those queued up and ready for you like i said we're gonna try for a valentine's day episode because sarah and i are definitely gonna be sitting back eating our heart-shaped cookies and watching my bloody valentine oh absolutely <laughs> jensen <Ackles. laughs> oh, i'm sorry I don't know what that sound was. I ain't going to be worried about us after this podcast. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't oh. know what that sound was. It's just like. <laughs> yeah, that is a murderous. It just, it, just came out, it just came out my throat. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, when I was researching for Krampus. I actually typed when I was like typing. He had like chains around like his um neck wrist and I actually put ankles instead of angles like oh my gosh get it together. <laughs> if you came up with a Krampus ackles, I would just be like in awe. Like what? Right. I was like, oh my goodness, help me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're definitely gonna um we're gonna do an episode on that guys and if you guys have any suggestions on what you guys want us to cover next season or um i also want to get into like some true stories too oh absolutely i mean we love true crime and we love just like weird stories and weird you know rendition mm-hmm. events that have happened to people like that would be awesome to do as well yeah so you guys have, like any like bizarre stories weird stories that have happened to you guys personally you guys can send it to us on instagram by email at beyond the bizarre at gmail.com i mean you can hit us up on the website um all of that good stuff because we definitely like you know want to get more suggestions from you guys also drop us a rating um if you guys can or wherever you listen to podcasts how we're doing hit us up we love to hear that yes because like guys we sit here and talk at the end of the episode and like we hope you guys loved it (laughs) right we hope you guys love supernatural as much as we do Oh, yeah. And the actors and that you just love lore. I mean, like get all nerdy, like, you know, Sam, like in his adorable self, according to the lore. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's just it's I just I I just love I just love what we do on this podcast and I just really like, you know, a lot of people like, you know, make podcasts, you know, for like, you know, to do whatever, like, you know, to for it to go get big or whatever and like that, that that's kind of like my objective but at the same time I just do it just simply because I love to do it and well, it's like something learn and like let other people learn as well like about exactly people. it's again it's something I started during the pandemic it was something that was really nervous to start so I kind of pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and I bought you on board Sarah we became really great friends um through this so I'm thankful for that too so it's just too yeah so it's the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> Yes, ma'am. I agree. 
Yes. So, guys, we're going to, uh, so that we stop being so sentimental, we can go ahead and let you guys go <laughs> and enjoy your holiday with, um, with your food, your feasting, your movies, your board games, your traveling, whatever it is you're doing this holiday season. Just stay safe, yeah. uh, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay bizarre. This has been Brianna. And this has been Sarah. And also, guys, watch out for Krampus and the Yule Cat. And that wicked Gryla, you know, y'all better uh, tell your kids to behave. And y'all better behave, too, because, you know, you've learned today. Otherwise, you'll have some season's beatings come the new year. I know, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, you guys have a great holiday season, guys. Guys, take care and uh, carry on. And we'll uh, see you next time.